Hello, and welcome to Publishers Weekly Insider. I'm Mark Rotella, Senior Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, we are going to take a look at the many changes that have been taking place uh, throughout publishing, as well as some of the new mergers and acquisitions, and to help us put all of this into perspective and to give us a new look at the playing field is our very own Editorial Director, Jim Milliot. Hello, Jim. Hey, Mark. How are you? Very good. Thank you. So, we've seen, always happens when it does happen, usually December, some November, but we've seen some changes kind of beginning, and you could tell me if there's anything that predates this, with Holt, and then also with Hachette and DeCapo. Right. Some changes right. there. Well, this all does sort of go together with mergers and acquisitions, one of my favorite topics, by the way. <laughs> Anybody who follows the industry knows Hachette has been making acquisitions over the last several years. They tried to buy Perseus uh, three or four years ago. It, it didn't, so bought some other things, and then it ended up buying Perseus. Right. <laughs> so, with all that, they accumulated um, maybe an organization that was maybe not perfectly fit. You know, they brought in a lot of people, did some integration, but as things settled down, they decided that they could probably be more efficient. After they bought Disney Press adult titles a few years ago, they formed something called Hachette Books, which was primarily going to be nonfiction, and they right. put the thousand Disney titles or so in there. And then, as we said, they bought uh, Perseus and a lot of their nonfiction stuff, well, stayed separate. So they had Shet books and they had the Perseus books arm, which were kind of running parallel. So what they decided was, let's put them together. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's almost as simple as that. And you know, some of it had been forewarned. Uh, the, the head of the capo, I think you know John, uh, said he was retiring at the end of the year. Right. And then a few days after that, they came down the press the, the word that the capo was um, moving into the Hachette Books division, and then, not to make it too complicated again, Hachette Books moved into the Perseus Books division. So right. now they're all in, in one place. And that was Mauro Depreta. Right, Mauro, yeah. who had been the head of Hachette Books since they founded it, uh, left. Right, exactly. And then well, before, were, before we move yeah, on, yeah. And they, they bought Worthy, a Christian publishing, Hachette did. Right. I think they closed on that sale in September. And so what they did then, at the same time, they announced that they were uh, integrating Worthy more uh, more faithfully into Faith Words down in Nashville. So um, that was another part of that. I mean, and again, that's, that's something publishers do. Yeah. I mean, that's why you buy it, you know. Right. You know, you're talking about maybe trying to make some predictions. The way to get, you know, economies of scale, all those buzzwords you hear, maybe more efficient, putting all these acquisitions together to make it make sense and make it more profitable. Right, exactly. I mean, and the same thing has happened with Grand Central, where it folded in its life and style right. to regular Grand Central. Right, There were right. a couple of layoffs there as well. Right, yeah, I think we said a handful, including uh, the woman who founded it. Right, exactly. Um, so, yeah, so there you see, I mean, they, they may have eliminated, what, maybe 30... 32 positions in that. That's quite a bit. I mean, in, in this shrinking right. publishing world. Right, well, that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not sure the percentage of the workforce, but yeah. um, but again, it, it, I can see why it happened, because they had accumulated all these assets and had put them together, and then they took a breath and said, all right, we can probably do this things better. Right. And then moving on to the most recent one, Crown, and that had a lot of change. and uh, Crown had a lot of change. Um and this, again, goes back five years to when Penguin and Random House merged. Right. You know, they did a lot of integration then. And, and, and it continues um, on some sort of 
steady pattern. And this one um, involved uh, the Random House Publishing Group merging it with the Ran- with um, the Crown Publishing Group. Right. And Gina Centrillo was put in charge of what we're calling the Super Group, right. which is being called Random House right. Publishing. Actually, I think they dropped the publishing group. Now that's going back to Little Random, I guess. So within that, um, you know, they say what the Random House uh, pretty much always says, and it's true to a large degree, that the, the Crown... Uh, imprints will remain distinct and they'll be able to buy their own things and the only really change is why you reference crown nothing happened to the random outside right <laughs> so crown trade for those out there in the industry who wanted to know will comprise uh, crown archetype broadway tim dugan books hogarth and three rivers then they don't really call that a name for anything else they have their illustrated and prescription nonfiction. Which is Clocks and Potter, Harmony Rodale, which they bought mm-hmm. last January or this year, January 2018, shall we say, and 10 Speed. And then the Christian Business and Conservative Book Group, which is Convergent, Currency Form, Imagine, Multnomah, and Waterbrook. So there you can see them putting things together in a way that they think they'll get some synergies and do some trimming because, as you know, they did let go one of the better-known uh, editors in the biz. Well, and one with the best-selling book of uh, <laughs> 2018, Michelle Obama's Becoming. Right. It always surprises me when something like that happens. Yeah, I think people are scratching their heads and we're talking about uh, Molly Stern. And she was publisher of Crown. Mm-hmm. So you can sort of see why it happened. They promoted David Drake to sort of overrun all of that. So, I mean, you could be cynical as saying they wanted to get rid of a big salary. And uh, might not be wrong. Right. But obviously, I, I, I would think she'll land somewhere in 2019. Another prediction, Mark. Another prediction. Molly Stern exactly. will have a job. Exactly. Be it in publishing or agenting, uh, she'll be somewhere. That's right. I, mean, I know yeah. a lot of, uh, that's the direction a lot of editors go afterwards is agenting. So, especially when they have their own. Yeah. You have an agent, Mark? <laughs> Or looking for a so, new one. So, so now let's just jump into, and we could predict and, and all this. I mean, well, first of all, what does this tell us about, if anything, about the health of the publishing world with all these cuts and mergers? Or is this just part of doing business as usual? Yeah, no, I, uh, it's it's doing business as usual in in the sense of trying to take advantage of their economies of scale. Because... I think we'd maybe even talked about that uh, in one of the quarterly reports we looked at. I mean, for the third quarter, the four or five publicly traded companies that report results, results were really good, and their margins were really high. Uh, This is a little off topic, but not too much. A couple weeks ago, News Corp, which owns um, HarperCollins, was doing an analyst call, and the, the CEO of the company said, well... They have a whole lot of operating groups, and they said, well, Harper or Collins is one of two companies that they would um, push to do more acquisitions because Brian Murray's done such a great job integrating it. Yeah. So that's what you're seeing here, that to make any acquisition successful, you have to take the most out of it. And... Um, Publishers, by and large, have done a pretty good job. Yeah, and looking at what is you're working on now is a pretty impressive list of mergers and acquisitions. Um, is pretty long. Uh, give us some of the highlights. Well, the biggest highlight was, I think, again, I'm glad it's the end of the year, something I think we've talked about a little bit in one way or another. Uh, the biggest one was uh, Quad Graphics' uh, 
bid for uh, LCS Communications, which people would really know as R.R. Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And what that mm-hmm. is going to do is merge the two biggest book printers in the, in the country. So you got one and two teaming up. And um, it's just another example of the ongoing consolidation in the printing industry. Right. And I think we talked about Edwards Brother Malloy went out of business. A couple of others have gone out. So there's shrinking capacity. And again, we had touched on it that all of a sudden between paper tariffs and paper shortages and printers closing that the publishers at the beginning of the fall were a little bit worried about getting capacity. Right now, we haven't seen too much examples of um, books running out of stock, but we're keeping an eye on yeah, them. Sure. And, uh, and and a couple of just a couple of the ones we, I just realized Rodale was bought by Penguin Random, right? And then Roman and Littlefield, which seems to be acquiring smaller presses uh, or parts Roman of Roman and Roman and Littlefield is a serial acquirer. I was just going to say. That. Uh, <laughs> I think every every year they're uh, they're on the charts. They bought yeah. two this year. Um, the biggest one was. Just this week, yeah. uh, they bought the Hal Leonard uh, Performing Arts Group, which does um, a lot of music-related publishing. Right. I think you probably know Hal Leonard yeah. better than I do. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, thirty-two hundred titles. Um, so it's a, a, that a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hal Leonard will keep doing it sheet music and some other stuff. Okay, um, right. Which is based in Minnesota, I believe, or Wisconsin, I think. So, I don't not know. in New York. Not in New York, exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see how, uh, you know, Roman Littlefield, I mean, Jed Lyons, who runs the place, is a pretty good integrator himself. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll see what happens. And what's interesting is some of the, uh, you know, I think you named two or three uh, recently, a publisher is acquiring Christian books, uh, perhaps seeing that Christian book buyers are out there and um, acquiring books. I mean, you yeah, well, we, you know, we mentioned the worthy one. Yeah, there is, there is, there is interest in that. One thing, though, I would like to point out is the what I think is the most interesting one is that acquisition of Arcadia by uh, what they call the Lausanne uh, Acquisition Group. Yeah. Now, this this Lausanne was formed by two former publishing CEOs, um, David Steinberger, who was head of Perseus before it got split up and sold to um, Hachette and Ingram. Just discussed, right? <laughs> and uh, Michael Linton who uh, have to go back a ways, but he's probably most recently best known for being the head of Sony Entertainment. But he got his start in book publishing, and he was the Penguin CEO um, for a few years before he he left for, I guess, greener pastures. But now um, they're teamed up, so and one of their missions is to go out, and they would like to do acquisitions of independent presses. They they think there's... uh, you know, make some roll-up acquisitions. Steinberger kind of doesn't like to use the comparisons to Perseus, which, you know, as we all know in the industry, grew making a series of acquisitions of independent presses. But Steinberger says he doesn't want to get involved in the distribution side, which was the other half of Perseus. So uh, I find it fascinating and uh, very curious to see what's going to happen out there. And get into some bidding wars or something. So, and it also it also points out that you know a lot of the entrepreneurs who formed uh, these publishing companies back in the day are retiring. Um, you know, maybe looking to, for ways to cash out. One of the sadder examples of that is Peter Mayer. You know, died earlier in the year at age eighty-two. Legendary publisher. Uh, and he had formed Overlook yeah. uh, in the early seventies with his dad. 
And after he passed away, um, they put it up for sale and Abrams acquired it. Right. And Abrams is looking to try to diversify a little bit away from the illustrated works that they're so well known for and to their text-driven nonfiction. So they thought... Uh, Picking up, uh, picking up over Overlook with about thirteen hundred titles uh, was a good way to go. We'll see how they do. It's uh, always tough for uh, Illustrated to to go narrative or vice versa. But uh, if they have the uh, the people power there, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we'll see. In mind exactly. Yeah. So. All right. Any last thoughts or uh, predictions about what we might expect in two thousand nineteen? Well. Thanks for asking, Mark. Um, <laughs> well, it's only because I always know you have something on, my, on your mind. Well, the, the, the two jazziest acquisitions actually didn't happen. And I know we've talked about this one. I think we talked about both of them. Barnes & Noble, you know, they got the whole spat with their former CEO right. who they fired and they sued each other. And it came out that a company had made a bid for them in June. And that company is reported to be W.H. Smith, which a UK bookselling chain, which we have no reason to doubt that it wasn't it. So after that, after that had come out uh, public, Barnes and Noble decided that well, okay, we'll form a committee, and um, anybody because we're getting lots of interest in companies supposedly wanting to make a bid for them, right. so they would um, get a committee going to have a process in place uh, if they have to really get serious. And Len Riggio, the founder, said, well. You know, he may be interested in buying it. And also that, and this is sort of important, that um, if a buyer came along who everybody else supported, he would vote for it because he owns like 20%. So without him voting for the deal, it would be kind of tough. Right. And then and before you cut me off, the other one is... Oh, I'm not uh, cutting you off. No way. <laughs> the other one, and I know we talked about that here, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, was the rumored uh, bid of Ingram buying the uh, wholesaling, the trade wholesaling arm of Baker and Taylor. And this came to light because the FTC was doing what they are calling a, a very preliminary investigation of how publishers and booksellers and some others in the industry would feel if Ingram bought the trade side of Baker and Taylor. And to be clear, when news first came out, it was sounded like it was Ingram was going to buy all of Baker and Taylor. That's not the case. They really only want the trade side, which sells to the, uh, the bookstores. Right. Baker and Taylor is bigger and much better known for its uh, work in the library market. And they're going to keep that side, which makes sense because in another merger, Follett <laughs> bought Baker and Taylor in 2016. And, you know, it makes perfect sense for, for Follett right. in the library market. You know, and to give father its due, I mean, they have put resources towards the trade side. I mean, they hired Mark Sukamel, who, Mark, an amazing coincidence, was fired when uh, Perseus <laughs> was sold to Ingram by Ingram, but he was hired uh, to beef up the distribution side of uh, Baker and Taylor. Yeah. So if, in fact, Ingram does buy Baker and Taylor and the distribution arm, they can fire Mark again. Jim, I'm always impressed by the wealth of knowledge uh, of the history of all this, and I, I have a feeling we're going to be uh, having you on sometime early in the new year, because obviously there's no end to these changes and mergers and acquisitions. Like, by God, I hope you're right. <laughs> well, Jim, thanks so much. Uh, happy holidays to all. <laughs> We've been talking with our editorial director, Jim Milliot. I'm Mark Rotella, senior editor at Publishers Weekly. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be away the weeks of December 24th and 31st. Please be sure to subscribe to PW Insider on iTunes, and we'll see you in three weeks.